1: Here comes the 0-1, and that ball is hit hard, past the third baseman, Westberg down the line. That gets Young home, Simeon scores, Seeger stops at third. It's a two-run double for Mitch Garber, and the Rangers lead at 3-0. 9-40, Rangers
2: crosstalk. Bobby just told me Mikey got a little emotional last night after the Rangers clinched, so that should be fantastic radio. We know it was yesterday as they swept the Baltimore Orioles. Let's bring in our guy who stuck with the Rangers this entire way, Brett Boone, former Seattle Mariner, host of the Brett Boone podcast and Odyssey Original, featuring the most notable names in baseball and all-around sports every week. And Bobby, real quick, you're going to continue celebrating today out and about?
1: Yeah, Market Street and Flower Mound. If you, guys, uh, if you haven't been able to make the Firehouse Tours because of the, the timing of it or Whatever, uh, four to six PM. We will be at Market Street in Flower Mound. Free brats. We'll have G bag flags. Uh, I'll have firehouse tour stickers. So come on, come say hey. It'll be fun. Brett, the Rangers are going to the LCS.
0: I tell you what, they're rolling, aren't they? Yes, was, uh, They kind of, they kind of got to this postseason, and they were ready. And it seems like Baltimore wasn't. I, I didn't. I'm not completely shocked, although it was Baltimore's first time they got swept all year. But I'd looked at Baltimore all year. What a, you know, great year. I think that's going to be a, a franchise that to look to for the next five or six years. They got such a young nucleus, but I just looked at the Rangers and their, just their experience versus that Baltimore. I looked, kept looking at that Baltimore roster and go, wow, really good player, really good player. And they're all about like 22 years old. It seemed like. So, I don't know. I, I just think Rangers kind of came in. The impressive thing for me is the way the Rangers ended the season. Then all of a sudden, they go sweep, sweep mm-hmm. their first two series in the postseason. And they were kind of limping out of the, the 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 season. You lose three out of four to Seattle down the stretch, and all of a sudden, you go from home field and a bye to getting on a plane and going to Tampa Bay. Well, they took care of that. They won two straight and then they they uh, as you mentioned they just they just swept Baltimore so five and zero looking good will Scherzer come back I'm, I'm waiting to see he looked like a caged animal walking up and down that dugout last night <laughs>
2: what do you think but, ma- uh, what do you think makes the most sense for him uh, to you know it's a, really to start the LCS a starter in the LCS an opener coming out of the bullpen what do you think makes the most sense
0: well. I I don't know. You know, I got to be on the ground to know exactly what he's feeling, how how healthy, how healthy he is. Only he knows and, and the guys close to him in that clubhouse are going to know what he's really capable of giving you. You know, but if he goes to boats and goes, Boach, just trust me on this. I can give you a five. I can give you a six. I go with him as a starter. Now, if it's a little more limited and he doesn't think he can do that, maybe he's that swing guy that you use him whenever you can use him for two at a time. So they're going to make that decision, but I think any series when Max Scherzer at this stage of the game is on the roster, I think it's a good thing if he can definitely help the team. Seems to me if they, I don't think they're going to waste. They're not going to waste a roster spot just because Max wants this so much. He's either going to go and be a big part of this this next series, or he's not going to. So it'll be interesting to see. I think they did a great job. The key to me was game one, the way the way Boats started Haney kind of, and then, then just threaded the needle through that, through that bullpen, which we all know has been the weak link of this Texas Rangers team. Game one, you got that victory. That was the key to me. Montgomery goes game two. Yeah, he gets up four and four, but I don't think the score really told the true story there. It was 11-8, really wasn't that close to the game. Texas was in control from the beginning. Then yesterday you have Ivaldi come out, who's your ace now, and, and just shoved for, for seven innings and pitched about as good as he can. His last two, three outings have been really good. That's That's got to be a positive for this team. I think they can do it. I think they have enough enough depth in that starting rotation. The key to me is a Aroldis Chapman. Oh. He's got to be able to come in and be a Aroldis that shuts you down with that nasty stuff. But he's shown that he can implode at any time. And it could be a three spot or it could be three punch outs. He's going to be the key to getting a LeClerc at the end who's who seem to be be at uh, handling that that position as closer really well and feels comfortable there, but it's going to be threading that needle getting from the clo uh, getting from the starting pitcher to that closer. That's going to be the challenge I think for the Texas Rangers. Obviously, offensively, there's no challenge. They're as good as anybody out there, and and I like this starting pitching depth, especially if you bring Max Scherzer back. That that just has a whole new entity to this thing, but. So far, so good. They got to be feeling pretty darn good right now, winning five straight. Have a little bit of a break and get ready for the next series. Brett,
1: how how like realistic is Scherzer coming back and and, and pitching immediately? We've had a million people say, uh, you know, these experts, analysts, uh, articles written about the team that is the higher seed having five days off being too much. Max Freed getting two weeks off. Scherzer's going to have like six off. How realistic is it just to come back in? And then, bam! Be ready to go.
0: Oh, I think very realistic. You know, I look at him. If we if we go back a few years to like a Madison Bumgardner type type guy, Scherzer's that type of guy. Give me the ball, get out of my way, let's go. So if it were if it were uh, if there were anywhere else or anyone else, I, I might other than like a, a Scherzer, a Verlander, just as another example, that type that type of elite pitcher that's been there, done that, veteran, uh, I, I, I wouldn't worry. If Max says he's ready to go, I wouldn't worry about it at all. I'd give him the ball game one, say, let's let's ride you. Because uh, he, he's just – he's been there so many times, and, and he's at that stage of his career. And that's why I think, you know, we have tendencies as athletes, yeah, we want to be in there no matter what. But he knows the writing's kind of on the wall for Max. I mean, this might be his last run. He's He's been around a long time. He's getting a little bit older. Uh, he's got a World Series championship. This might be the the last run for him, so I, I think he's got to be a little extra cautious to to not get tangled with your emotions and how bad you want to be out there. And is it the right thing? But they'll make the right thing. They got they they'll make the right decision. They've got time to do that. Uh, and and you're not going to let a guy like Bruce Bochy put Max Scherzer on the. On, on the roster, just for a, a, as an an emotional decision, it's going to be a sound decision based on what they think he can do. But if he's healthy, he's on the he's on the roster. Believe me, I, I don't think he's going to be on the roster and be a swing guy that comes in in the fifth. If he's on the roster, you're giving him the ball game one.
2: Brett Boone on the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline. You don't have to name names. I know you got a podcast. You don't want to burn any bridges. But did you ever find yourself in a series? Because we always say, "Who's got the?" You know, managerial matchup. Who's got the coaching edge? You just mentioned Bochi. he's obviously a legend. Were you ever in a series where you're like, "I know that we're getting outmanaged and we're getting schooled on the other side by their skipper"?
0: No, never. Wow. Um, players, players win games. Players lose games. Skips, skippers are just there to to kind of add that little bit of edge. He, we've talked about boats so many times and that calming influence he has. That's huge. You know, I, I kind of liken it to being on a plane and being a not an experienced traveler, and you got those heavy turbulence. It's one of your first flights. Who are you looking to? You're looking to the flight attendant. If she's smiling and she's fine and she's composed, or he, uh, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Same thing in the postseason. As much as these athletes were tried and true, we've been there, done that, but when the going gets tough and we're in trouble, you look to who your skipper. that's that's our flight attendant, and boats is as cool as they come and as long as oh skip's okay, all right now skip's worried now I'm really worried uh but but he's just got that calming influence and and uh he's won three world series, you know he talks about managing with urgency in the postseason and how it's different than the regular season uh but you know who who are they going to get next? It's going to be the Minnesota Twins. Is it going to be the Houston Astros, who who have Dusty Baker? You know, pick one or the other. Pick one of the legends there, in <laughs> Dusty and and uh, Boats. But no players at this point of the season, uh, they win games and they lose games, and and the skipper has very little to do with it, other than keeping that, um, you know, keeping that calm and keeping everybody in a good frame of mind. It's its managing people. You know, the X's and O's can take care of themselves. Boats isn't going to make this huge decision where he brought in the lefty and he should have brought in the righty. No, the, the computer can do that. It's about running the ship, running personalities, running egos, and, and putting them in the best position to succeed. So I, I don't really think there's going to be an advantage. Um, but there is a stigma to boats, uh, And I don't mean, not, not stigma. There is a, uh, well, what's the word yeah. I'm looking for? Yeah, there's an aura to him like, wow, he's won three of these, you know. He did it in 10, 12, and 14 with the San Francisco Giants team that everybody kind of was looking around and going, we didn't know they were that good. So Boach, something special about him. But on the other side, if it's Dusty, you know, he just got his first one recently, and there's a little aura to to him as well. And especially that Houston Astros team that's probably, if you look at all the teams in the tournament, Astros have the most experience from a – and the guys on that roster.
1: All right, so I want to I want to ask you about that because you know last night you uh, we had seen a chant in the stadium. We want Houston. Um, back. At, <laughs> I want to not. Take you, maybe I'm, not. Yeah, I want to take you back to two thousand one because you guys were like the best team in the league that year, and right. you faced the Yankees in the ALCS. They had just won three in a row. They're kind of like now's Houston. Did you want them in oh one or did you want to go through anybody else?
0: Oh one, we didn't care. You know, and, and, uh, I, I look, we, we still, when the guys get together, that, that group of guys, we still talk about it. Like, how did that happen? You know, in 01, we won so much. Um, you know, I, I compare the closest thing we've seen since then is probably the, uh, 2022 Dodgers. They won 111 games. They got, they got knocked out by an 89 win Padre team a year ago. And I remember going in that series, people asked me about it, I said, you've got to be very careful when you win this many games. We won 116 games. That is so many games. We never lost. And if anything, and, and I don't say this in an arrogant manner, because that team was far from arrogant, but as confident and as and as sure of themselves and our abilities and what we could do as any team I've ever been on. But we went into Cleveland that year in the postseason and It wasn't a matter of of, this is going to be a tough series. we got to play well. It's like it doesn't matter what we do. We're going to win this series because that's what we do. We win every series. Didn't play very well in the Cleveland series. We ended up sneaking it out. I think we we beat them in, in four or five. I forget. And then we went to Yankee Stadium, who we'd handled decently that year. And it wasn't the big, mighty Yankees to us. It was, no, we're coming to town. They know who's kind of boss this year. And we have to play this series as a formality just to get to the World Series. And, yep, then we're going to have to play the World Series because we need to get that trophy. But it's already over, but we've got to do it. And the next thing you know, we're sitting there on a bus in, in New York getting ready to go to the airport just with this stunned look on our face like, did that just happen? So I always caution these teams nowadays, especially the teams that have great years you know, clinch really early and they're waiting around, especially, you know, when they have a buy in the first round is don't get too comfortable. Really take it. Don't take anybody for granted just because you're the superior team. Uh, don't take that for granted. I think we took it for granted in 2001 and we found ourselves going home. Anything can happen in this game. It's, it's a different game now than it was years ago. lot more. It's a lot easier to get to the postseason, but once you get there, it's a lot tougher because there's so many landmines, so many rounds. Anything can happen. You're seeing that with an Arizona team that won 84 games. Dodgers are on the brink of getting swept, and nobody expected that, but they came into the postseason hot. The Dodgers had clinched a long time ago. That's an experienced Dodger team, and to go to the Dodgers as an Arizona Diamondback and beat them two straight, headed home, uh, for, for a possible clinching game. Nobody saw that on uh, that writing on the wall. So anything can happen, especially in these three-game series, five-game series. You get to the seven-game series, usually the best team wins. You can set your rotations up. You can figure it out. Usually the best team wins in a seven-game. But in that three-game, anything can happen, as we just saw, four sweeps. And in the five-game, kind of anything can happen. But you get to the seven, usually the, the best team's going to win that. It'll be great. I'd love to see... Uh, for your guys' sake, in, in the state of Texas, Rangers versus versus Houston, I think that would be pretty awesome.
2: Thank you so much, Brett. We'll continue the ride next week.
0: Let's do it. All right, guys. Thank you.
2: There he is. That, that's Brett Boone, host of the Brett Boone Podcast, Odyssey Original. Make sure to follow the Brett Boone Podcast on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Mike Bassick getting emotional over his baseball team. Rangers Crosstalk with KMC next.